Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. It's one thing to assume why narcissists are the way they are. It's another thing to perform academic research to discover the truth. Dr. Alexander Jackson, an assistant professor of psychology, and three colleagues conducted four different studies to find out why narcissists fail to learn from their mistakes and what implications that might have for the business world, particularly in hiring. The research was published in the Journal of Management, and we'll examine it after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. A group of MTSU School of Journalism and Strategic Media students have seen firsthand this fall how public relations and advertising campaigns can help make a life-saving difference to their community. Knowing that their peers and they were aware of and fatigued by COVID-19 information as they prepared to return to campus in August for fall 2020 classes, the Safe Return campaign team, led by Professors Leslie Haynes and Matt Taylor, wanted to reinforce MTSU's campus-wide mask mandate. Their extensive research in late spring and summer showed them what would resonate with their target audience. Their plan used close-cropped photos of current students on yard signs, bus shelters, and digital screens scattered across campus, videos, social media, buttons, and even text-only messages pasted onto high-traffic windows and doors, incorporating the true blue motto of community values that MTSU has embraced since 2011. And True Blue Secret Santas are once again needed for this year's MTSU Little Raiders gift-giving campaign. In a collaborative effort to assist local children in need this holiday season, the University Police Department is partnering with MTSU Campus Recreation, Student Health Services, and the Nutrition and Dietetics Association to sponsor this year's Little Raiders campaign. Through Friday, December 4th, Christmas trees will be on display at two locations on campus. Trees will be decorated with tag ornaments listing the age, gender, clothing size, and wish list of a child in need. Those wishing to participate are asked to register as a secret Santa and choose a numbered tag from a tree at one of the designated campus locations. This year's Christmas tree locations will be the Public Safety Building at 1412 East Main Street, which is open around the clock, and Student Health Services at 1848 Blue Raider Drive, which is open during normal business hours. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Alex, welcome. Thank you for being with us on the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, before we get into the actual research, uh, let's define a, a few terms with which the audience might not be familiar. First, what is, and these are terms that are used throughout the study, what is hindsight bias? The hindsight bias is this, this idea simply that I should have done something different, that um, when you make a prediction about something that that is going to happen in the future, whether it's your, your grades or the outcome of a sporting event or a, a hiring decision. After the outcome occurs, it's, it's this idea that you should have known the outcome at the beginning, that you should have known um, that the outcome was going to happen. So when people say, you know, hindsight's 2020, they're really talking about the hindsight bias that well, I should have known that this was going to happen. 
And if the outcome doesn't turn out well, the narcissist would say, oh, well, nobody could have possibly predicted that that was going to happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, that, and that's what we show through, through these four different studies. And what is counterfactual thinking? So counterfactual thinking is really a group of three different types of thinking. There's should counterfactual thinking, could counterfactual thinking, and would counterfactual thinking. In our study, we focus specifically on the should counterfactual thinking, and we add the could counterfactual thinking in, in one of the studies. But it's this idea that when you are thinking about the outcome of an, of an event, should you have done something different? So it, it's thinking in a way that is counterfactual to what you actually did. And when I say counterfactual, I mean it goes against. So if you engage in a should counterfactual thought, you are saying, I should have done something different. If it's a could counterfactual, it's the same thing, but instead of replacing the should, you use could. I could have done something different. Now, it's important that we make this distinction because sometimes we should have done something different, but there was no way of, for us to control it. So we couldn't have actually done anything different. Or we could have done something different, right? There, there, could, there was another option, but the one that we made was the best. So we shouldn't have done anything different. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And what is perceived learning? So this is a variable that is important for us, especially when it comes to, to narcissism and not just narcissism, but the, the business world in general. Perceived learning is this idea of, do you think that you learned something from a task, from an outcome? It's when we're talking about um, the hindsight bias and the, the tasks that we used in, the, in our studies, it's really, did you learn something about hiring in these tasks? Did the way that you make hiring decisions, did that improve? And now let's see what you attempted to find out from each of the four studies you conducted. And the four studies are all interrelated. So what did you try to find out? What was your hypothesis in each of the four? And what was your methodology? I'm going to just go take those one at a time. Study one, um, we used a, a sample of undergraduate students um, from a Midwestern university. And here we, we really made some key hypotheses about narcissism and the hindsight bias. So the, the first thing that we predicted is that within the study, this idea of prediction accuracy, um, whether or not you, your prediction was correct or incorrect, that will impact the relationship between narcissism and hindsight bias, um, such that the relationship is positive when predictions are accurate and it's negative when the predictions are inaccurate. So in other words here, what we're trying to test is this relationship between narcissism and the hindsight bias, is that impacted by whether or not narcissists, their predictions were correct? That was, that was one of our hypotheses. The second is that the idea of narcissism is negatively related to should counterfactual thinking. So narcissists are, are less likely to engage in that, that thinking of, I should have done something different. Um, our, our third and fourth hypothesis really focuses on, again, that prediction accuracy. So the, the relationship between narcissism and this should counterfactual thinking that I should have done something different um, will depend largely on whether or not the outcome was 
in favor of the narcissist or not in favor. Because if, if it's in their favor, they're not going to think, at least our rationale is, they're not going to think that they should have done anything different because their prediction was correct. Whereas if their prediction was incorrect, then they are um, less likely to engage in that that should counterfactual thinking. They're, they're more likely to think instead, well, nobody could have predicted this, this outcome. I shouldn't have done anything different because nobody could have predicted this. And that's how the narcissist manages to save face when they make an inaccurate decision or a decision that doesn't turn out as well as they would have liked. Right. That's how they kind of protect their, their own ego um, and, and their, their own image of themselves. We'll take a break right here. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Our guest is Dr. Alexander Jackson, an assistant professor of psychology, who, along with three academic colleagues from other institutions, conducted research to find out why narcissists don't learn from their mistakes. And not to give uh, your colleagues short shrift, we'll get their names in here, Satoris S. Howes from Oregon State, Edgar E. Causal from Pontifica Universidad Católica de Chile, uh, and Jochen Rib from Singapore Management University. If you could give an example of, uh, say, uh, the, the difficulty with uh, not being able to look back at one's own uh, behavior with clarity. Uh, say, if President Trump said, and he did, he never knew healthcare could be so complicated, uh, well, it, that caused a lot of the public to jump back and go, whoa, I, I deal with my insurance company or I just got out of the hospital and I knew health insurance could be complicated and I'm not the president and I'm not in any of those industries. So why couldn't he know that health healthcare was that complicated? That's an excellent question. And that, that's um, there what we're dealing with is the difference between foresight and hindsight. So foresight is when you're, you're making the prediction in, in the future. And then the, the hindsight is reflecting on what you, you said about the past or what you, the, the decision you made about, about something previously. And with this specific example of, of the president making comments about uh, nobody could have predicted that healthcare was such a complicated issue really there's a reflection on what he was trying to do back at that time. And you're right. People who are experts in, in medicine or even just people who are trying to deal with health insurance and pay their bills and visit their doctor, they all experience this. What 
what we see though is people who are higher on narcissism, they're much more likely to fall prey to this. Now, I want to put a little bit of a caution here or a caveat that I am not a clinician and I am not able to provide any kind of label or diagnosis on any individual regarding their level of narcissism. And if you were a clinician, you wouldn't be able to provide a diagnosis for someone unless you had actually seen, talked to, and treated that individual. Correct. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. However, there are people who have said that, that the current president and, and others um, do exhibit some of these narcissistic tendencies. So when, when we reference the, the president and some of the claims that the president has made in our article, here we're using those as examples that really hit home the impact that hindsight bias can have and, and how it can be so easy for people to fall prey to this bias. How can the clinical community treat narcissists if they won't submit to testing because they refuse to admit to their own fallibility or the possibility of their own fallibility? That is an excellent question. In, a, in an entirely different set of studies, we actually looked at narcissism with advice taking and we we found that narcissists are more likely to dismiss advice so even if you were able to get narcissists into a clinical setting to where they were actively seeking treatment from a clinician they may be more likely to dismiss the clinician's advice of here's how you can improve um, so i don't know that there is an easy or obvious answer to that question it's it's a difficult one that experts beyond my, my level, um, especially clinical level, would be better established to, to answer. But it would seem that that would make narcissism particularly difficult to diagnose or to be able to, treat. to render, if you're a clinician, to render a diagnosis of narcissism that you could count on without going through the requisite test that would be necessary to make a distinction between it and other sorts of disorders. I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily more or less difficult to diagnose um, than some of the other personality disorders. I do think that it would make it particularly problematic to treat. To, to get the patient to actually uh, do some of the things or consider some of the ideas that the psychologist or psychiatrist might bring up in a session, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, so in the uh, bureaucracy of, of a company, how do you get narcissistic leaders to engage in should counterfactual thinking? So there's, there are a few different things that, that we can do to help people engage in should counterfactual thinking. Um, one of the, the simplest things that we did in our study, it's a really um, nice little experimental trick that we did. We had people unscramble sentences where the, the sentence had a, a bunch of words arranged in a random order and one of the words didn't belong, we'd have them remove that and then unscramble the sentence so that it would, it would make a, a complete sentence. So for instance, it would say, you know, unscrambled, it would say something like, Sue should have bought ice cream. And just doing that simple prime cued people to start thinking in a should counterfactual way. So 
in an organization, there are a lot of things that may be similar to this that we could do, even if it's just kind of posting advertisements or not advertisements, but, but posters on the walls or engaging in performance feedback sessions where, um, you know, a manager or uh, an executive's peers or, or leaders, whoever is evaluating that person, asks them to reflect on what are some of the things that you should have done differently this year? Just, just presenting that, that question out there for them to think about, whether it was um, a good outcome or a negative outcome or a neutral outcome, just getting them in the practice of engaging in that should counterfactual thinking, I think, will, will help. What were some of the other things that you presented to the uh, students who participated in your studies? You, you mentioned as an example, getting them to unscramble the sentence. What were some of the other things that you presented to them as you were researching? In terms of the should counterfactual thinking or just in yeah. terms of the general methods? Either one. So the, the general methods, we, we had um, a variety of different survey instruments that we used to, to measure narcissism, to measure um, other personality traits like extroversion um, to measure perceived learning. We asked people to, to rate whether or not they could, they felt like they learned from the task or that they learned something new about hiring um, to measure things like the hindsight bias. It was simply asking them to rate whether or not they thought the outcome was predictable or foreseeable or whether or not they, they knew the outcome all along. Um, the, the materials that we used, uh, we, the, the main study design was a, a vignette where we had a fake company that we, it was actually based on a real company, but um, a, a hiring situation where they read some background information about the company. They read some background information about two potential job candidates. They then were asked to select which candidate they wanted to hire. After that, we showed them the, uh, told them that both candidates were eventually hired and told them that either candidate A or candidate B eventually performed better or worse, depending on whether or not we were um, manipulating their, the accuracy of their decision to be accurate or inaccurate. It might be something that uh, hirers in companies, human resources people or people in positions to hire and fire uh, would like to know so that in their interview processes or resume reading processes, they can uh, weed out people who they might think have narcissistic tendencies because they don't want that kind of person to uh, be a leader. And yet they're not psychologists themselves. So how can they really recognize uh, this type of job interviewee when they see one or encounter one? You know? That's actually an incredible difficulty that a lot of organizations face in general because the things that we look for in a job interview, we want somebody who is confident. We want somebody who can talk about their experience, who can talk about their skills, who, who will really um, play up who they are to make themselves stand out a little bit above everybody else. Those are the things that we look for and those are the things that narcissists excel at, right? That, that is part of the core of being a narcissist. So when we see a, a 
people displaying those attributes in an interview setting, it's hard to disentangle the individual who is a narcissist who is just um, aggrandizing themselves from the person who is just trying to do their best at the job interview. Yes, if you go in uh, with a uh, humble attitude into a job interview and you don't project yourself as being fully capable and uh, fully aware of your abilities, then you're likely not going to get the job. Uh, and then uh, once you get into the company, uh, you may find that the managers either have a top-down management style, which means do what we say and don't give us any fuss or any even any alternative ideas, or they might have a more collaborative uh, type of management structure in which everybody is uh, encouraged to present ideas and come forth with ideas. Yes, and uh, I imagine that narcissists would perform quite differently in each of those two management paradigms. I, yeah, I would agree that I, I would suspect that they would perform differently. Um, one of the things that we do see a little bit with narcissists is that um, generally speaking, when we are interacting with people in a, on an everyday basis, um, just like the job interview, we like if you are on if a person is on a date, for example, or they are meeting somebody for the first time, we we typically look for confidence. We typically look for people who can you know tell talk a little bit about themselves. So narcissists tend to have high quality relationships at the very beginning of the relationship because people are impressed by them. They they like them. They they. Um, tend to be interested in the, the narcissist, but after getting to know them a little bit and getting to know their, their let's say, true colors, they are turned off a little bit by these narcissists. So in an organizational setting where you have different types of management or leadership, I, I suspect that that would also be present there where the initial encounters, the initial interactions would be favorable, but over time they would sour. Time for another break. We'll be right back. This is MTSU on the record. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking with Dr. Alexander Jackson, an assistant professor of psychology, uh, and a study conducted uh, by Ms. Dr. Jackson and three colleagues about uh, narcissists and why they have difficulty learning from their mistakes. 
What other related research issues would you like to see uh, other uh, academics use uh, your study as a jumping off point to veer off into? Where, what areas do you think where there is room for more study uh, with regard to this issue? So a lot of the research that I do focuses on decision-making and um, improving decision-making. Here, we're looking at a specific decision-making bias, the hindsight bias. So what I would like to see personally is I would like to see people try to find and discover the ways that we can overcome these biases, right? So we showed a little bit that this should counterfactual thinking can um, help in this regard, but there, there need to be other ways that we can overcome these biases, not just the hindsight bias, but other decision-making biases as well, um, especially if it comes to improving learning. Because if, if biases like the hindsight bias are impediments to learning and they prevent people from learning from their mistakes, we need to fix that. We need to find a way to get people to learn from their mistakes. For example, if, if a child in the classroom is shamed by the teacher for not coming out with the right answer to a question in front of one's entire peers, that might dissuade the child from even trying again and trying to learn from the mistake, let alone correct the mistake. Exactly right. In my classes, I tell students I, I want them to make mistakes because that is how we learn. We learn, we can learn from our mistakes. We can learn from our failures um, as long as we look at them as learning opportunities. If we look at them just purely as mistakes, as things that we did wrong, it, it's harder for us to learn from them. Dr. Alexander Jackson, Assistant Professor of Psychology. Uh, the study is published in the Journal of Management. The title of the study is When and Why Narcissists Exhibit Greater Hindsight Bias and Less Perceived Learning. Thank you, Dr. Jackson, for being our guest today. Well, thank you for having me. We'll be right back. The Experiential Learning Scholars Program at MTSU gives students a chance to go outside the classroom and obtain hands-on experience in their chosen fields of study. They'll have the opportunity to give something back to the community through service learning as they gain acceptance for graduate study. Students should be able to select EXL-designated courses from major requirements and general studies requirements to complete the 16 to 18 hours of EXL coursework. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Jimmy Hart has the middle moment. Like most professors across campus, fourth-year MTSU accounting professor Andrea Seaton Kelton had to make instructional adjustments due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Kelton fully embraced available technology to make online instruction productive and engaging for her students. She feels the long-term benefits will be well worth it. Here's Professor Kelton. 
I think becoming a better instructor, I think redesigning all of my courses, you know, having to really rethink what I do and how I do it. Um, again, been a ton of work. Everybody's working more. It's not just faculty. Everybody's working more, students, staff. It's going to be rewarding when I look back and see kind of a pre-post in terms of what I look like as a teacher before and what I look like after. And, and I'm hopeful um, that I come out of this better. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.